welcome to Law of the Land. Um, before we got get started on today's episode, I just wanted to say a few words. You will 100% notice something different in that Stacia's not with me at this moment in time because she's on holiday. And also when I recorded this episode, it was actually before lockdown, so all the way back in February, and I travelled down to Ipswich and Stacia wasn't available then either. So I had a chat with... Well, no, I won't spoil that for you. I'll wait until the episode gets going. And then uh, you'll find out who I spoke to. But I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's not too weird without Stacia. Um, Oh, and the other thing is, our theme for this season is meant to be body parts. But because Stacia and I are absolutely terrible at sticking to rules of any kind, even ones that we've made ourselves, this episode doesn't relate to body parts at all. Um, oh, and if you can hear scuttling round in the background now, that's my house rabbit exploring. <laughs> Typically, at least she's not chewing cardboard right now. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, it's a really interesting chat and um, things will be back to normal with me and Stacia in our next episode. Bye! So, welcome to Law of the Land. You may notice that I'm flying solo today, but obviously I'm not completely alone because that would be weird and probably quite boring for everybody. <laughs> today I'm joined by um, what I would say an unsung hero of the weird world. He's <laughs> probably blushing a bit no, now. I, I am very, very embarrassed. <laughs> um, Darren Mann. So Darren, welcome to Law of the Land. Thank you so much for coming along to a chat. It actually means a lot to me because I, I use your website an awful lot. Oh, thank you. And I'm sure the majority of our listeners would have come across your website at least once <laughs> on their research oh, travels. Uh, possibly, yes. Um, so for those who may not have come across it, can you tell us what you do and what your website is? Well, the... Uh, I suppose it would help with a, a bit of background yeah, how, how, how I, I got, got there. And basically, way back in the 1990s, I was studying a degree in photography. And uh, I kind of got caught up in, in the whole UFO movement. So my final major project was trying to reproduce famous UFO photos. Oh, wow. on, you know, using methods which I thought would have been used to create mm-hmm. them. So typical flying hubcaps, yeah. you know, sandwich negatives together because back in those days Photoshop was a, 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 a fantasy really <laughs> yeah. for one of their description. And uh, after that, you know, and uh, I became a bit jaded with ufology yeah. in, in general. I know but, that feeling. No, but because, you know, <laughs> once you break it down, all the photographs c- could be easily reproduced. Yeah. And, and so, but I still had that paranormal bug. So once I finished my, my degree, I, I still wanted to be actively involved in photography. Mm-hmm. So I came back to Ipswich, I was studying at Preston at, at the time. And I was looking for something else to do, and I thought, well, I could actually start photographing haunted houses, haunted buildings, mm-hmm. haunted sites around Suffolk. And, and so I started to, uh, to go to the library, go, go for old newspapers, start to harvest stories and I thought oh, it's a bit of a waste just sitting on, on these because I'd collected about three four hundred oh, wow. at, at the time so I threw them on a, a website yeah. which was originally called Paranormal Photos mm-hmm. 
and I was trying to buy uh, paranormalphotos.com, but it had gone. So I was trying so to find. No, it, it is, it is. <laughs> and, and somehow I ended up buying the domain Paranormal Database. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, it's kind of what I am doing. Yeah. And, and then shortly after that, people started emailing me their stories. Okay. And, and so it built, uh, like I say, originally it was on, on Suffolk alone, and then it kind of spanned into Essex and then Norfolk, mm -hmm. and, and then it just kind of grew yeah. out. And, and before I knew it, I had several thousand It's amazing, honestly, it is amazing. It's basically like the online oracle, the <laughs> online version oh. of um, the, you know, the, the is it myths, folklore, and legends by the readers that readers oh, digest? Yeah, no, like I would that, yes. compare your website to an online version of that. Yeah, that's, that's very kind. Which is, and you know, I I know in the paranormal kind of community how valuable it is as a resource. Um, I was at a talk about paranormal investigations on the Sunday just gone actually, mm -hmm. and they the first thing they were like said you have to go and look at this website. Did they really? Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's like it's brilliant. You know, so so people really do value it. Did you? Um, ever think it would become so popular? Uh, no, and uh, I'm still surprised it yeah. is uh, at, at times. <laughs> but because uh, once again, way back in the beginning, when I was doing um, online research, I, I did find it very frustrating that the only stories I could find were like four or 5,000 word stories. And yeah. there's no, like, um, I'm loath to use the word directory because I don't really see the database as a directory, mm. but short stories yeah. you know which you could then use as a uh, a, a leap yeah to, you know, and that's how i use it big. like because it's because it's so it's a nice like kind of little more so i guess like bite-sized chunks <laughs> it's a really really good starting point i mean obviously sometimes they're just you know one-off witness accounts and there's nothing to, yeah like, no no you're, you're 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 so, absolutely right and, and then so then i'll be like oh disappointing. <laughs> Even Stacia, who is amazing with words, can't turn like one line into 300 words. <laughs> I've seen her do some, some magic before, but that's too much. But it is like, it is really interesting as someone who uses it, you know, to, to start digging on these places and, and see, you know, if there's anything else mm -hmm. in the area. Um, one of my questions was, um, have you noticed any kind of trends over time because obviously you've been collecting for, for such a long time yeah yeah um like if it's like seasonal or related to tv shows or if there's like any changes in the sorts of reports that, 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 that is a, a really good question and I, I personally i mean the amount of stories um sent that definitely ebbs and flows oh, but, but there's no real or nothing that i can pick up on yeah so let, let's take this year for example that, most of January, you know, I received three or four mm -hmm. stories. And then towards the end of January, I, I received about 25 yeah. over the space of two or three days. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, if there's something on TV yeah. or, you know, there's just like this collective uh, consciousness of, of boredom, you mm -hmm. know, coming down from Christmas, yeah. you know, and, and people <laughs> just being online, yeah. online more. I, I think, sorry, um, in, in terms of types of stories, I think that things seen on the, the road, mm -hmm. I've, I've received more stories about road ghosts mm -hmm. recently than I have previously, mm -hmm. and, and things which are more traditional, like uh, pub ghosts, you know, I, I received a lot of at, yeah. at the beginning, but a lot less now, yeah. uh, a lot fewer stories. That's really interesting, because I, for, obviously this is the Lord of the Land podcast, but 
the other element that I do is Weird Norfolk, and as part of that, I've created a Google map. Mm-hmm. Pretty basic. <laughs> but oh, no, it's, it's great. Yeah, something I've actually noticed is that a lot of the stories, whether it's ghosts or like ABCs or UFOs, <laughs> are situated along roads. And, and so you will see like this pattern of like little stories like following the roads. And it's obviously just because people are traveling them so much more and you know, seeing yeah. things as they go. But I, I think that's quite an interesting pattern. And uh, have you found like a, any kind of pattern relating to like the coast? Like, yeah, yeah, they kind of go along the roads and then round the edge of the coast, and then you get these big patches where there doesn't seem to be anything mm. weird at all. Yeah, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I pretty much observed the, the same, and sometimes I do find it frustrating because I, I do like to go out with my, my camera and photograph mm-hmm. areas, and, and you come across these fantastic places, and you think oh, there has to be some kind of folklore or ghost sighting or something strange here. And, and there isn't. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on this, <laughs> this stack of photos, which I think, you know, they're, they're okay. Yeah. But there's nothing for me to, yeah. to do with them. Um, I, um, I noticed, well, actually, no, I think I'm going to ask this question first. Do you publish everything you, you're sent? Um, no. Uh, because I did wonder, because I didn't, sometimes people like have really long stories, don't they? I don't know if you No, they, they, they do. So, Hard to pull. If I had to estimate, I'd say about 25% of the database is made up from stories people have sent me, mm-hmm. and probably around uh, between a quarter and a half of stories I'm sent, I do not publish. Why don't you publish them? Uh, because some people just want a- advice, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I am a bit. I'm a bit cynical, mm-hmm. I have to admit, or not, not necessarily cynical, but I like to keep an open mind, mm-hmm. but you know, not so open that my, my brains yeah. fall out, yeah. so, 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 <laughs> goes. so if somebody comes to me and says, that I think my house is haunted and this is happening, should, should I get a ghostbuster in? You know, it's like, well, you, you need to weigh things up, you know, to talk to your friends, talk, mm-hmm. talk to your family, you know, um, it's, it's good to, to talk, is it a new yeah. build, you know, have you got a carbon monoxide sensor, yeah. because, you know... Yeah, these are all things you need to take into account, don't you? And then if, if they are adamant something is going on, then I'll refer them to a, a reputable mm-hmm. body, you know, yeah. like a, a Society of Psychical Research yeah. or the Ghost Club, yeah. you know, and not... Joe Smith down yeah. the road who, who charges <laughs> fifty pounds for a, a smudging or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, other stories I receive are ever uh, too too fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's been a, a major incident which is still in people's living memory, mm-hmm. and I think it's not really yeah, tactful. Not uh, absolutely. Or oh, that you know, there's just haunted schools. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to publish it. A story that says X school yeah. is the, the toilets are haunted because probably it's, it's an urban myth. Mm-hmm. Let's be perfectly honest, and it, it's not it's not going to do anybody any. Yeah, any. I know we do treat the weird Norfolk in in the same way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because we have a, a platform of paper to put it out on. I dig around in the archives a lot. <laughs> I'm dusty quite often. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, and some of the stories we come across are just absolutely fantastic, but we can't use them because they're houses that people still live in. And obviously it's that respons- our responsibility not to freak those people out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's quite an interesting one. Do you, so even if you don't publish them, or do you keep everything though? So have you got like a, 
an extra database. No, well, no, you, you've, got, you've got it spot on. So I, everything I, I do is kept on a, a local database. Mm-hmm. And then every month, every other month, when it comes to updating the site, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll run a, a query which excludes anything which I've marked not yeah. for publication. Okay. And so the back-end database has got other details. Yeah. And so if somebody asks me, and it, it does happen, you know, people say, oh, I've just moved into this house. Awesome. You've said on your, your website that there's a house along this street which is, is haunted. Can you give me any more information? That's really interesting. And, and uh, I have been known to marry yeah. people up, you know, people who used to live uh, a property and reported it, something strange mm. happening. And new owners who, who want to know a bit more about the, yeah. the history. Do you ever get any comeback for that? Do they ever like well, tell uh, you how those meetings well, like, no, contact have, have lens to, or anything? Have, or? That's um, not necessarily what I'm, I'm there yeah. for, you know. As long as I've, I've done something and I haven't upset yeah. anybody, then yeah. if all parties consent to each other being contacted, so that's, that's okay. That's all I need. I get the sense that kind of like me, you're a little bit skeptical. Sometimes yeah, no, and, so, and so is that your like official stance? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that I have to admit. So in the beginning, so going back when I started database, I, I really wanted to believe, mm-hmm. you know, as, as cliched as as it is, and I, I still like to think there there is something. But uh, the more I, I read, and you know, I've, I've become a, a bit more. Um, Skeptical, mm-hmm. I, I suppose, for want of a, a better word, and I, I try to place things now more in a, a folklore perspective. Yeah. So you know that ghosts were created to uh, keep people away from smugglers, yeah. you know, and you know to warn people of dangerous country roads, yeah. or you know keep keep off my lands, kind of kind of deal. Yeah. But it's, I'm, you know, I've a, a couple of strange experiences which I can't readily explain but I'm, I'm sure there's a, a scientific strict psychological yeah. reason why but it doesn't make your experience any less valid no no like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it is really important to kind of just remember people have they do experience things that they can't explain no so, and, and, and it's spot on and yeah. that's why i think people want to, to share yeah their experience so they, they can look for some rationale behind it i think it's interesting that you're kind of like looking at the folklore element of it as well, because I, personally, I feel that these modern day—I say modern, yeah, really no, onwards—like <laughs> ghost stories actually will become the folklore of the future. So you know, two hundred years time, this yeah, yeah. will be the folklore. So it's really important that we kind of record it. And, and you're, you're you're spot on, you yeah. know. And um, I'm I'm sure so of the you know imagine. I don't know, Dave, you know, running into a pub 200 years ago saying, guys, you're not going to believe what I just encountered, you know, and now for us, that's, that's just a, a long forgotten ghost story, yeah. you know, it's just traces of it, yeah. of it left. I, say, I love it when you find something as well that no one else has published, and you're like, <laughs> yes, I've like found, like my favourite one has been the Fanes, like in which they're Heather set, which mm-hmm. are kind of like a black shook kind of creature, and I found one tiny little reference got very excited about it and then last week a guy messaged me to say he and someone else have both experienced the fanes in Hemisphere oh, and like he didn't know what they were called or anything so now we can like put a name to them it was brilliant very exciting oh, that's pretty cool <laughs> um 
I was going to say, have you had any experiences that you can't explain? But you kind of have said, but I don't know if you want to no, share. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to, to, to share. So, and this one, a long time ago, so I was probably aged about 16, 17. And me and a, a friend tried to gate crash a party and completely failed. So we were walking out of uh, a, a sports hall and we were walking across the, the field, which was sli slightly misty evening. And for some reason, I, I found this urge to look behind me. And I did, and there was this tall column of mist that's about eight, nine foot tall, uh, three, four um, feet wide. And I turned and I said, don't look behind us, let's just walk really quickly. And my friend said, oh, why? And looked <laughs> and, and screamed and swore and then took off really fast. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did the same. And, you know, got around the corner out of the field and, and we you know, described what, yeah, yeah. what we saw to each other. And it, it was this strange column of, yeah. of mist. And you both saw the same and, thing. And we both saw the, the same oh. thing. And so rationally, you know... Uh, I can only only think that, uh, like I say, it's slightly misty anyway, and mist does pretty strange yeah, things. And you know, it's a sports centre, so various lights on, so the light must have just caught the mist at a certain spot, you know, and completely freaked out. And, and, <laughs> and, and it's one of the frustrating things, you know. So so now, if that happens, I always keep a, a camera to, yeah. to hand. Yeah. So I turn, and I, I like to think I would photograph it. Well, we've talked about this before, like, because obviously everybody has some kind of camera with them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but nobody's, like, capturing these images, like... No, not, not and decent I think ones. it's because everybody's just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, and you just freeze, don't you? And I guess that's just what's happening. It's like... Damn it. <laughs> so I also like I work with photographers and the amount of pictures that they've taken and they haven't like managed to capture anything. But hopefully you will. Hopefully because well, you're like one, in this one day. world, you'll be like, <laughs> Yes, this is my moment. <laughs> oh. And uh, I suppose the, the other one if if we have time. Oh yeah, we've got time, that's fine. Um so I was doing the one of the Edinburgh ghost balls. <gasps> Which but, one? Uh, there's one when you go into a vault. Yeah. Is it the South Bridge Vaults one? I, I think it may be. I'd have to consult my notes. And you end up in a, in a pub, I think it's the Latin yes. pub. You, yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're doing this, and there's a point where you stand in a, a room, and, and the guide has a torch, and there's like um, big rocks which are, have been hewn out, and they're like for sitting on. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, This is a, a, a place of strange activity, so I'm going to turn the lights out for a minute and just feel the soak up the atmosphere. And so he turned the lights off. And at the corner of my eye, on the ground, I can see this strange white thing. And the more I look, the more it seems to take the form of a washerwoman mm -hmm. on her hands and knees, scrubbing the floor. And so I'm just very conscious of this. Um, you know, like I say, I keep an open mind, but I'm thinking oh, there has to be a rational explanation <laughs> for this. And the guy turns the lights on, and it is a big stone on, on the floor. <laughs> I thought, oh, excellent, excellent. See you. Thank God for that. Anyway, so we finished the tour, and we're walking out and um, with my partner, and she turns to the guy at the end and says, oh, have you ever seen anything spooky here yourself? He goes, well, the, the only thing I have seen 
is just down that corridor was this this ghostly woman and her hands and knees oh crawling on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a coincidence. That is a bit of a coincidence, <laughs> isn't it? Oh my god. So once again, you know, I, I don't know if that's a common archetype yeah. or you know, he he's in that image, you know, in dark. In, in a stone mm-hmm. form and it's just transposed the place. Yeah, yeah. It, it but you have as well. It's like, yeah, no, it's, really it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Edinburgh is a funny place, though. It is fantastic. Yeah, I've yeah. been up a, a couple of times. Did and... you go into the, like, the Covenanters prison bit? That's uh, where the Mackenzie Poltergeist Ah, uh, yes, 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 we did, this. yes. And, <laughs> and, and we stood there and then Jim Peruta. Yeah, yes. yeah. And um, <laughs> the close... As, as uh, well. Mary King's Club, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. really good, isn't it? Really interesting place. I'd love to go back. Yeah, me, me too at some point. One point's. day. One day. <laughs> um, I see I had a bit of a stalk on the website mm-hmm. just to do my research. And I saw that you wrote, it, um, wrote Haunted Cork. I do. Which yes. is, I collect those series of books. Do you? Like, because yeah, uh, this every morning time I, go, I, I go meant to, to pick up a, a cop in and bring it in. Oh. But I'll, I'll drop it in. Oh, to, cool, uh, yeah. Next time um, I get past. Have you, obviously, and you, you published a, like an online paranormal diary as well? Like, oh, God, no, that's going that back up. Like yes. The, like it's like an, a, not a PDF, like a reader version. Yeah, moment. no, it's. But, a, that, was, that looked really good. Um, do you oh, have any you. plans to write any books or publish anything? It sounds um, like you've got, like, definitely enough. No, I've, I've, like you say, <laughs> I, I think I've got enough material. It's, yeah. it's just finding time, to, yeah. to be perfectly honest. So the, the Haunted Cork book was more accident that, mm. that came about. So at, at the time, I was writing a fortnightly blog for the Sci-Fi channel, oh, but oh. All, all about paranormal yeah. and, and, and weird stuff, because at the time they were running some paranormal uh, programs, mm-hmm. so I, I wrote complimentary texts to, to go alongside them. And I think one of the publishers, or somebody involved in the publishing side of the Haunted series, saw what I was writing mm-hmm. and, and phoned me out of the blue. Yeah. And they said, oh, do, do you want to write a you know, Haunted title and you can take your pick of any county in, oh, in cool. Ireland? Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well, it's, I'll, I'll give some thoughts, but you know, I've, I've I'm working full time mm-hmm. and I've got lots of other things going on. And then when I, I got to work, I had the opportunity there that I'm bringing in a couple of new people. And so I had the opportunity to take sabbatical. Mm-hmm. So I thought, excellent, I'll, I'll, I'll take two months off <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and write this book. Yeah. And it, it did take slightly more than two months. Yeah. <laughs> but those two months gave me a, enough time to, you know, get. Did you bit. go out to Cork to I, like, I, I did, yeah. absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I interviewed various ghost hunting mm-hmm. teams and a couple of people who did local ghost walks. And uh, I did go on a couple of ghost hunts mm-hmm. while over there. So one was in this uh, far, forest, a bit of woodland, yeah. which was supposed to be haunted. And once again, that's quite creepy because... Uh, uh, pretty far removed it's misty you know had, had these people who are quite hyped about seeing yeah. something and the the other place was an old school which had been disused for about 20 years mm-hmm. and so completely derelict mm-hmm. so we, we that was, did you take your camera to that I, one? I, I did I took <laughs> lots of photos most of which I, I didn't uh, publish because it's um, you 
could looking at those photos mm-hmm. get an idea of where it, it mm-hmm. was and it, it probably wasn't the safest place to be yeah. wandering around but that that was really quite eerie because it had obviously been used by a lot of rough sleepers mm-hmm. uh, over the years but yeah. some of it was perfectly intact oh, wow. so the woodwork room yeah. still had stuff on the blackboard really? and all, all the desks laid out that's almost spooky no it? It, it it was yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right and the dorm area still had all the bathroom yeah. mirrors up wow. with various bits of graffiti and yeah. messages of support to incoming students yeah. and uh, some wow. uh, quite sad as, yeah. as well and, and very moving you know people pouring their heart out saying you know I've, i found it really hard this year but i've been told i'll get better and if you're reading this message you know i expect you'll you'll experience the same feelings and so don't swim down the creek because so and so got legionnaires disease (laughs) while while in the water there that's a good tip (laughs) so no it's a eye-opening experience and they're they're such a good brand of books i think as well Mm -hmm. they're really really nice like i said i collect every time i go somewhere new in fact, I need to get an Ipswich one. I have to go and find a bookshop. <laughs> well, that's, that's Pete Jennings, I think. Is, is it? Is I think I've seen it, because it's on Google Books, you can like see it on there, but I like mm-hmm. having the physical copy yeah, no, in I'm, my I'm, collection. I'm, I'm the same, <laughs> unfortunately. My, my book collection's a, a bit too I think large. you should do a paranormal diary, though. That was really interesting. Oh. I really like the idea of it. Because obviously so many hauntings and things are meant to re- be reoccurring, aren't mm-hmm, they? Mm-hmm. So... I like the idea of carrying it around with me. You can do them for each region. Uh, I, sh- I should do a small yeah. pocket, pocket version. Yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> um, now, obviously, you don't just record experiences with ghosts. You cover all sorts of things, folklore, UFOs, ABCs, cryptids. Do you have a favourite 14 subject? <laughs> that, that, that's a really good question as well. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like I say, my... When I all started off, it, it was UFOs, and, and that was my, my passion. And then I did go on to haunted buildings. I, I suppose I have a, a bit of a soft spot for the, the shark, you know, mm. because he is our, he is our locals, special, he? <laughs> local legend, and he does pop up all, all over the place. And yeah. whenever there's uh, online forum discussion of your, your favourite cryptid, mm. I always make sure Black Shark. Would you say is... Black Shark's a cryptid or a folklore? Well, this is where this is where defining things or trying to catalogue yeah. things is is not impossible. Because I think if somebody saw him now, they would go, "Oh, it's it's a cryptid." Mm, and I, I personally think there's there's a lot of evidence which suggests, you know, um, alien big cats and the shark are mm. ultimately the, the same yeah. entity because yeah. you know there's very little evidence of large black cats you know and, and that kind of evidence could be applied to the, the shark as well yeah. you know his claw marks are left in the, the church down, down the road yeah and I, I think there probably is a, a correlation yeah if, if you I dropped. definitely think there is if for our region I don't know about other regions I'm not so familiar with necessarily because there's obviously you have Padfoot and things in, in different areas yeah Lancashire and uh, was it Wish Hounds down, yeah. down south yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, that's a whole other discussion. Yes, <laughs> we just we were just interviewed in Thetford Forest about Thetford Forest Bigfoot, mm-hmm. which I, I'm not necessarily sure that there is a Bigfoot in Thetford Forest. No, I, I think but, that's a fair conclusion. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun tracing around the forest. <laughs> but there have been these sightings of like more like a beast, mm-hmm. which is like almost like a wolf. 
which then obviously then ties in with black yeah, sugar no, and the big absolutely. cat. So it is an interesting theory. I haven't got any other questions apart from one, which is the most important question. Uh, which is scarier, a monk-headed dog or a dog-headed monk? Because <laughs> in Suffolk there is a story of a, a uh, yes, there is. monk-headed dog. And uh, Clopton, uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, and it reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen or can remember the 1970s version, Invasion of Body Snatchers. Yes, I have. Uh, and the, well, the pods yeah. uh, are damaged, and you end up with this um, monster with mm. the head of a, a person, body of a, yeah. a, a dog, and that for me is much more terrifying then that's the right answer verse. because that is way more terrifying <laughs> <laughs> it's just like because if it was if it's got a human head it's obviously you assume it has a human brain yeah and, and, and intelligence and cunning really no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's it so thank you so much really for coming along no no it's you, been you're really more good than welcome. to chat to you I feel like I've met I've got like fangirling no <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm the embarrassed one <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much. And, and I guess if anyone has any stories from the UK that they want to share with you, yeah, um, drop me a line. Check out yeah. paranormaldatebase.com and there's, there's a contact section just on there. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.